Hey guys, welcome back to Tip of the Spear Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Nasty. Our goal is to create a movement of strong, competent leaders. Our guests will be a variety of leaders from the public safety, military, business communities. Our guests will discuss how to lead and flourish in sharing their lessons learned and their shared experiences. Today, we're doing a little bump out episode. Uh, we're going to figure out a name for it. Maybe this will be a reoccurring series, and I hope it will. This is a shoot-off-the-hip uh, unscripted discussion. Um, we're going to discuss things along the lines of, you know, I have my guest uh, Chris with me today, and we're going to both kind of reflect on uh, things we kind of wish we knew as new officers, new leaders. So anyone from, you know, a backstep guy or a new guy and girl to all the way up to people at the executive level, the corporate level, the management level, of uh, thinking back to those times where they just kind of wish they knew then what they know now. Uh, a reflection of humility, a little hu being humble, excuse me, and just uh, overall just, you know, I guess I think we all feel like sometimes we wish we could go back and change things. And unfortunately, you have to own it and just move forward. So that's where we're at today. So it's time to welcome Chris to the show. Chris is here to discuss this, these uh, topics with us. And uh, I think it's going to be a good one. Chris, thanks for joining us. Give a nice little introduction to yourself to the, to the listeners. Oh, good. Hey, I'm Mike. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Chris Johnson. Uh, I am a captain out here in the uh, Seattle area. So I'm uh, doing my best to represent the West Coast, the best coast. Um, yeah, I've been in the business for about 25 years. And uh, I'm fairly new in the leadership role. I've only been uh, um, a captain for about going on four years so i'm still kind of learning it but have a little bit of a grasp of what i'm doing so hopefully that, uh, impart some knowledge with you so you're at the point now where you know just enough to be dangerous yeah pretty much yeah gotcha 25 years is a, is a decent amount of time and that's between your career and volunteer time i'm assuming yeah uh 15 years career 10 years volunteer um i got into the business young i was 18 when i started volunteering uh, i grew up in a fire family my dad's a retired so i got it kind of early um yeah been <laughs> going strong from there Excellent. So 15 years on, I mean, that's a decent amount of time. Do you feel that uh, your 15 years of experience in your field, do you think that's going to, does that help you moving forward with becoming a new, uh, a new leader, a new uh, officer? I mean, it does. Obviously experience is everything. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it, there's one thing to being one of the, the worker bees, right. Being one of the line guys, there's mm -hmm. another thing to being in charge of them. Um, and, and one of the things was when I first got promoted, I, I definitely didn't feel like I was positioned. Um, and that, that's just me being hard on myself, my own worst critic. Um, I definitely feel like I was ready to be promoted, but it was those people that I looked up to and respected um, that said, no, you're ready. Mm -hmm. And one of the, uh, one of the things that was said to me by, by a, an officer who I, I highly respect is, is he said, Hey, he goes, what you're doing, you've got all this experience under your belt. You've been there you've done that, you're ready for this. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I have been there and done that. And, and yeah, I am ready to do this. You know, I, yeah. I think you could be in this job five years, you can be in 25 years. And I don't think anyone ever really feels that they're ready to take the next step. Um, you know, that's kind of how I approached it. So. No, it's definitely one of those things that you have to uh, get out of your comfort zone, right? You know, mm -hmm. you have, you have to, step out of that area, the comfort area uh, that, yeah, you, sure. that, you're, that you're used to, and, and you're going to have to kind of stick your, your neck out there and, and uh, 
you know, experience new things, make decisions that you've never made before and, and think, uh, think uh, in a different way. It changes your mindset and it changes uh, your, 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 your thought process as well. I mean, you're not one of the guys anymore. So you have to kind of stop thinking about being one of the guys, you know, the guy, mm-hmm. the guys and the girls, <clears throat> the boots on the ground, you got to trust them, you got to let them do their thing. And you, and you have to understand that, you know, that you're not one of them, you know, mm-hmm. so keep a little bit of separation allow the guys and girls to be the guys and girls. Hey guy, you know, Hey, I need X, Y, and Z done. And then you let them do it. You don't go in there and tell them how to do it. You don't, you know, go in there shoulder to shoulder with them, let them do their thing. You know, I'm not, and I'm not talking about things like, you know, in, cause we're in the fire department, you know, I'm not saying don't go out there and help them do housework. I'm not saying don't go out there and help them scrub toilets. No, go out there and do those things. You have to go do those things because you are part of the team. What I'm saying is, you know, there has to be a little bit of separation where you get out of your way, you get out of their way, give them a goal, give them, give them uh, a task to accomplish, and just let them do it. You yep. know, and to t- touch a little bit back, touch a little on uh, what you said about you didn't feel like you had enough time on, and, and I brought up time specifically. You know, time on is important. However, if you're one of those people in your area of uh, business or, you know, in your area of business, uh, your, the area you work, if you have 15, 20 years on, but you've done nothing with it, you haven't done anything to better yourself, you haven't done anything to do any of that, it doesn't mean anything. Because you could have a five or 10 year guy or girl that you know studies and knows the market, knows price points in business, knows how, you know whatever your wheelhouse is, they know how those things work because they're grinding, they're learning, they're getting experience, they're getting out there and they're learning the business. You know, they're the ones that are going to be assets, you know, and, and that's, and yeah. that's what you, and that's what you need because you may, you know, 15 years on, I mean, you, you would think, or well, you should have a good idea of what you're doing, but there's also people with not a lot of time on that don't. So make sure, you know, I don't feel like anybody will ever feel ready to take that leadership role. I feel like there, there's no right time to do a good thing. I think sometimes you just have to jump in with both feet and make it work, be humble, and, uh, you know, step up to the plate, get out of that comfort zone, like I said before, and, uh, you know, empower your people, you know, let the guys be the guys. So, I mean, that was a little long winded and I kind of like, I ran around in a circle a little bit, but, uh, you know, I think that brings it back to, you know, being a, you've been a captain for three years now, you're the middle level management. And, and I think, um, you know, I think there's some of the things you've probably experienced. I mean, let's talk about this a little bit. Talk to me about, um, you know, what do you think is one of the biggest lessons that you learned as a new officer that you kind of wish you could go back in time and tell yourself? You know, so many lessons, so little time. Um, I think one of the big ones is, is you know, you touched on the, the humility, how big of a role that plays. Um, you know, when I first got promoted, like I said, I didn't feel like I was ready. And that's just me being a critic, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But and so it, when I got promoted, it was just this roller coaster of emotion of, okay, I'm the guy in charge, but, oh God, I don't know what I'm doing, but do I know what I'm doing? I do know what I'm doing, but maybe I don't, don't want to, you know, I don't want to make a bad call. I don't want to, you know, now I'm not in charge of me anymore. I'm in charge of, of the, the work for me. And, and now a call I could make, you know, could, could, you know, harm them. So there's, there were, I didn't realize just how many emotions played into it. And then, and how, how humility played into it. Like, you know, you don't know everything. And there's going to be people on your crew that know more than you and then don't know as much as you. 
And you're going to be in situations where you don't know what to do, even though you're the one making the call. And you just kind of have to own up to it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to screw up. You're going to trip over yourself. But to me, that's part of growing. That's part of learning. That's part of getting better is making those, those mistakes. And, and you're going to make a lot of them. Um, as long as you learn from them and as long as you grow from them, you know, and as long as you communicate what's going on with your crew and you're open and honest and humble about it, then, then, you know, I think that's a path of growth in, in that leadership role. Um, because that was, for me, that was a huge one that, you know, you, you, these, you're now the adult, you know, before you looked up, you messed up, you had an adult to look up to and say, what do mm -hmm. I do? Well, now you're that adult. And so if you mess up, you're like, oh, oh, I, if you don't know what to do in a situation or you're stuck, you're like, I need the, oh, no, wait, I'm the adult. So that, that's kind of a, that's kind of a, a shock to the system going from, you have someone to rely on to now they're relying on you. And, uh, and so you got to just kind of have that mindset of, all right, here we go. You know, we yeah. make a mistake, we can work through it and, and own it and do what you got to do. Keep it moving. You know, it's kind of funny. I forget where I heard this example and I really wish I could remember so I can get credit to it. But uh, it was a fantastic analogy. So kind of, it's kind of like when, you know, you go to the beach, you're there by yourself. You bring, you know, some drinks or whatever, some suntan lotion, your towel, whatever. You get yourself all together and you enjoy the day and you go and swim out in the ocean. But now think of it as when you're the, the leader. Now it's like you're going to the beach with your family. Mm -hmm. Right. So now you got to keep track of everyone. You got to make yeah. sure they got their suntan lotion on. They're not drowning in the water and they're not running mm -hmm. off and you got to keep an eye on them. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot more it's a lot more um, responsibility and stuff. And it's kind of a long draw, you know, kind of a yeah. off the wall analogy, but I mean, that's real, realistically what it is. I mean, think about like going to the beach with, with, with uh, toddlers, you have kids, you know, going, going to the beach with a four-year-old. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of work. And it's yeah. kind of the same thing as, as far as leading people now. And I'm not saying that the people that you lead are like, ch are like children. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, you know, you have to think about those things. You have to think about those things to, to, to take care of them and think about those things to watch out for them and, and be prepared for them because that's your job. They're capable of doing it, mm -hmm. but ultimately it, the buck comes down to you. So you need to have yourself ready to be able to take care of them and take care of them, even though they don't realize they need to be taken care of, like those kind of things, getting out ahead of the different things as far as, you know, taking care of your people to make sure that their needs are met that they're on the right and the straight and narrow, that they are meeting whatever goals you have for work. They are hitting any deadlines you have for work. And to touch a little bit, a little bit further back about your decision-making, you know, at the end of the day, you have to make a decision, right? Yeah. Ult yeah. Ult ultimately, you have to make a decision. And, and I think, you know, it's the 80% solution. So basically, you know, you're only going to get you know, 80, let's say 80%, this is just conversation sake. So they're not solid numbers, but uh -huh. you only get 80% of this, and that, you know, three quarters of the information, right? Three quarters of a picture and, you know, a good plan acting now is better than a great plan acting later, especially with what we do for a living. So, exactly. you know, 15 years of experience to tap on and then people that you work with where, you know, what they don't, they need you to be a hundred percent. They need you to be ready to go at the moment's notice when it's time for you to execute that business meeting, to execute, that sales call to execute that decision on the fire ground to execute um, your military plan of action to execute that law enforcement standard. You know, 
they're expecting you to be to do your job and be good to go and make that decision. So if you do your best and you say, you tap into those 15 years of experience, hey, I'm not really sure what to do with this situation. This is what I would have done as a firefighter. This is what I would have done as a board, a board member. This is what I've done as you know, a grunt in the military or, or a patrol officer. That basic knowledge, keep it simple, make a decision, move forward. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. If it, and then you just adapt and you adjust. And I think what I'm, I think the point that I'm getting at is you need to be humble to a point, but at the same token, you have to make a decision because they don't yeah. want you to come in like Eeyore. Yeah, I messed up again. No, they don't want that. They want you to, they want to see you struggle a little bit, find your way. I mean, they don't want to see you struggle, but like they want, they want to be part of that growing pains to where, okay, cool. You know, a few mistakes fell short of a little bit here and there. All right. Now he's on all cylinders. Oh, minor setback firing on cylinders again. Oh, minor setback. We learned. All right, let's keep it moving because there's going to come a point where, and I've had this personally, the people that I lead, I made a mistake or I, I was about to make a decision. I'm like, all right, this is what I think I need to do. This is what we're doing, fellas. And then they come in, they're like, hey, I don't think that's going to work, boss. You know, hey, uh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Maybe, hey, did you think about this? But that's a two-way street, you know, because yeah. I think, yeah, you know, you take all that input, take all those things, but there's going to come a point where, you know, if your gut's telling you to do something, you got to, you, you need to follow your gut. You know, there's a reason your gut's telling you to do that. And there's been a few times where I've taken suggestions, but I've disagreed and done it a certain way. And I was right in the end. Um, 100%. You know, you don't, don't just cower in cave because people are saying something different. You need to be able to have that competence and that confidence to be able to say, thank you, you know, take their, you know, take their uh, opinion and, and take their input and use it to help with your decision. But if you have a decision that you're going to make, make it move forward and then own it at, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I, I think, you know, you have to be decisive. Indecision is a decision. So don't, I mean, you can't, I don't want to say you can't be too humble, but like, don't be so humble. You can't make a decision. Oh, right? 110%. Like yeah. there's, there's been a lot of leaders out there that I feel, and I was really bad about this for a long, long time of, you know, you're not a, you know, they weren't bad officers, bad leaders because they didn't make good decisions. They weren't that great because they couldn't make decisions. They couldn't make any decisions. And I really struggled with that. There's a lot of stuff now that I'm kind of like, I get so, I feel so indecisive. I may not say things. I may not, I don't know how well I hide it on my face, you know, and, I, and I'm sure there's people out there listening right now that are probably chuckling because they know, they know me and they know who they are, um, where I don't hide things very well, but, you know, I try to keep it internal and I'm like, all right, nope, we're going to make this decision or just back in the basics, right? Mm -hmm. Keep it to that simplest, easiest, common denominator. Like bare bones, not a big, you know, not anything difficult, simplistic response. I think we'll always keep it successful. Like, I mean, once you start overdoing things and getting things in there that are, that are just too much, I think that's where people start getting into problems. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and, and I agree. And, and I think uh, to kind of piggyback on that is one of the things I always tell my crews is that look, if you color outside the lines, if you make a call that will get you in trouble, that, but you're doing it for the right reason, give me something to back you up. If you make a decision that kind of goes against whatever it does, 
but it's for the right reason and it's got the right outcome or if it doesn't have the right outcome, but if give me something to go to bat for you for, Mm -hmm. you truly believe that's the right call. I'm not saying doing something stupid, but you know, like in our line of work, for example, if someone just breaks off and does a search by themselves real quick, because they know that the victim's in there, they know they're not supposed to do that. We're told to do something else, but at the end of the day, they got the save or whatever. But if you do something that, you know, that goes against what you're supposed to be doing, but again, it's for the right reason. Give me something to back you up. Give me something to go to bat with you with, right? For that decision you made. And I expect the same myself. Guys, if I make a decision and it doesn't work out or it does or whatever, I'm going to explain it. And here's why I did it, right? Here's the reason behind it. Don't, I'm not just going to go do it. Just make the decision. And I, and if they make that wrong decision, I want the reasoning behind it. I want to know mm-hmm. why and what compels you to do it. You know, yeah. if you do something just to do something stupid, well, that's a different conversation. Right. But if, if you do a decision that's calculated and, 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 you know, and you had a good reason for it, then, then that's great. We'll talk about it. And, and, you know, I do the same with them. Um, but, you know, as, as a new officer, one of the more difficult things is uh, when you, when you're now in charge of those guys that brought you, right. So the guys, mm-hmm. so not everybody wants to get promoted. Some guys are happy just being a worker bee and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. And when you have those senior guys on your crew, the ones that raised you, that brought taught you how to do things and now you're in charge of them Mm. i mean you want to talk about you know messing with your mind because you know what 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 do you do when they question your decision Mm -hmm. you know and and they give you an idea you're like no 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 i want this one you got to kind of learn to hold your ground and understand that those conflicts are going to happen sometimes and you got to kind of and you really don't know how to handle them until you're in that position and it can be difficult but in, in, in that the role as the leader and that responsibility you have, you got to have that confidence to stand behind it. Like you said, make that decision and go with it. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of that has to come down to, you know, I guess how you approach that situation. And, and I mean, you, you, you know, this by now I'm a big quote guy. And uh-huh. uh, one of my favorite leaders is Colin Powell. And one of the things he said was uh, great leaders are always great simplifiers who can cut through argument, debate, doubt to offer a solution everyone can understand and that kind of hits the nail on the head and i think you know when you keep things simple straightforward and easy i think you know i think it'll it'll be the solution that they i don't want to say want but i feel like it's gonna be the solution they need because they don't need all this extra fluff they need to know what i need to do what's the goal what it, what's other pertinent information? What tools do I have to complete the job? Yeah. And I think the more people that have a better idea or the people that have the most experience that are good at their job, that want to be there, they want to do the right thing. And this is across all businesses and any type, any style or any um, uh, platform for leadership. I think you're going to get that everywhere. Like just be com- or complacent, not complacent. Be transparent with, excuse me, be transparent with me. Clearly establish your expectations and clearly establish your goals. Tell me what needs to get done and get out of my way. And I think yeah. that would handle those, those, uh, the senior people. I think that would, um, help them keep it moving. I think that, uh, you know, if they're at that point where they have that much seniority over you and they're the people that brought you up, they probably have been in long enough to understand how this, whatever system it is that you're in, however that system works. And, uh, you know, they, they, they can cut through the fat, you know, they can, they can cut through the BS and, and, um, you know, really, uh, 
I don't want to say call you out, but they can really um, validate what you're saying. Um, and I think a lot of that as well comes to uh, how you treat people, right? Oh, 100%. I think yeah. um, you got you to gotta treat them right. You have to treat them with the respect and, and establish that, you know, you are the one in charge. You're commi- you're, it's a command presence, right? Yeah. You, have to, you have to talk the part, look the part, act the part. And that all comes into full circle of, yeah, you know what? You don't have as much time on this as, as some of the senior people, but you come to work on time every day. You are, your parents looks the way it should you are knowledgeable in your experience you're knowledgeable in what you know what you're doing um to show proficiency to everyone that you can do your job i don't want to say i I don't really like when people say well i I know how to do your job i've done your job i don't i don't like that but i think when you have a thorough knowledge of positions right so if you Uh are a business ceo and you know just well starbucks did, did this so basically they would do these meetings and they would start off the meeting with one of the people on the board where they would um, explain how to make one of the drinks, pick whatever drink you want off their menu. And they would say, Hey, you know, Ted, tell me about making this Frappuccino. Right. Then Ted, mm-hmm. when it says, you know, at that meeting, it's Ted's turn. Ted goes through and explains all of it. That way, you know, from the lowest or the, the um, basic level all the way up to however high that you are. You know, and, and I, I really despise sometimes when I have to tell people, I don't want to say tell people, but like when I bring up, you know, hey, I know how to do your job. Um, this is why I'm telling you I want X, Y, and Z done a certain way. Or, yeah. you know, and flip that script a little bit because I don't like saying that thing, those things to people because I like to treat people better than that. I feel like that's condescending when I say it like that. However, uh, if, they, if they know I know how to do their job, when I do come to them with, with them, come to them with suggestions, I think they're going to take it a lot better than someone that's never done their job. Like someone that sat in an office for years and years and years. Now you promoted and you come back out. Now you're in charge of a company and you want to come in and you start barking orders, doing all these things. But if they know I've done their job, they know I've been in the field. They know I've did this, that, or the other. I think it's a lot different when you approach them correctly and just treat again, like I said before, treat those people right. Come to them with respect. Come to them with the problems. Tell them that you need solutions done. I think it just goes over a lot more. I think it goes over very well, especially when it comes to the senior people. That's kind of – I'm sorry to be very long-winded about it, but does that make sense what I'm getting at? I mean, I know I've kind of hit a huge spectrum of things, but I think it all comes back to you know, hitting those points that will give that delivery um, to those guys and girls that have the seniority over you, even though you feel like you're not ready to promote. Um it'll give you a good uh, foundation to start with. We think no, 110%. And I think like, you know, and, and one, one of the, the, the things that at least I struggled with was knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, these guys are, are they're still rooting for you, right? They want to see you succeed. They want you do better. They're proud of you that, you know, it took to watch my crews now and granted, I, like I said, I've only been doing this like, you know, three going on four years now, but to watch my guys, you know, get wins and succeed. And, and I, you know, I've had one promoted and, and all that stuff. Like I take pride in that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that it's, the, and, and I think it's the same thing that they, they took pride in me getting promoted. I was a product of, of them, right. They, they built me up. They made me what I was and, and they created the, 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 the philosophy and the work ethic and everything that, that I kind of became in, in, in our profession, the fire service. And so, 
you know, there, there's a little pride there that I succeeded and this is what they, they know I wanted to do and, and move up and whatnot. So I think there's going to be some respect with that, but, and I don't, I don't think they're the ones that sit and completely disagree with you because at the end of the day, yes, they have to respect the position, but you got to earn the respect as the person. And that, and that is a huge lesson that I, I learned pretty quick, but I think some people have difficulty with when they get in that new leadership role is that you got to understand that the people working for you, they might respect the position. They'll do it because you're the boss, but they might not respect the person telling them to do it. And, you know, I've seen that happen with, with people who've got promoted in various, you know, um, this is out there, you know, where, you know, cause I mean, obviously I haven't been in the fire service my whole life, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, many other positions out there, you see people who get promoted and it's, it's, it's now a power trip for them. And we don't respect you telling me what to do, but I'm going to do it because you're my boss. And yeah. uh, so I think the lesson that, that not a lot of people learn early on, which falls back on the humility and the humbleness of it. Um, you know, for example, I, uh, when I got uh, last year, I was moved to the truck um, mm-hmm. and captain the truck. And we also do uh, uh, rescue stuff. So we have all the technicians on. Mm-hmm. I was heavy into that as a firefighter. When I got promoted, I was pulled away from it because there wasn't a captain position there for me to do it. So I lost those skills. So, and when I went back to the truck, I told those guys like, look, I'm going to rely on you guys for the first couple months until I get my feet wet again and figure this out. So I'm probably going to turn to you and ask you, Hey, you guys have been doing this for years. What, what should we do? What do you think of this? And we're going to figure this out as a team. And so I got in there and got my hands dirty with them and started, you know, putting together systems and getting on roofs and all that stuff again. And, and now we're to the point where we're like, okay, we're going to do this. And they're like, okay, cap. You know, so mm-hmm. it's just it's consistent building process and process as you go. Yeah, I think, you know, you touched on something that's pretty important. And, and I like the fact that, um, you know, you brought up about people respecting the or people doing it because of your position and not respecting you. I, I think there's a big difference when, you know, you go to tell somebody to do something and, you know, the, the, the officer, the leader, we'll, we'll, we'll just say uh, the managers to, so we can keep an even keel on hitting all the fields. Go. The manager can come in, <clears throat> excuse me, and say, you know, hey, Ted, I need you to do this. And there's two ways that can be done. It could be Ted respects the manager and will go 1,000% above and beyond. I want to do this because, you know, he's telling me to do it and I and I respect this guy. Or you have the mindset of Ted could say, well, the manager is telling me to do this and I'm doing it because he's the manager. Those are two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I think – you know, people, I think you're going to get a much different product out of people when they're doing it because they respect you and they want to do it because it's for you, not for the company, not for the department, not for whatever. They're doing it because they respect you. They respect you, Chris. Yes. I want to do it because you are a good leader. I'm going to go above and beyond for you. Or is it, well, the captains tell me to do it, so I don't feel like getting put on charges, so I'll just get done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those are those are two huge things. They're 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 completely different, and and I think a lot of that comes from exactly what you're talking about with the um, you know, leaning on your guys, creating that informal leadership, allowing them to take the lead, allowing them to um to grow, and allowing them to create their own. I don't want to say create their own destiny. I don't like saying it like that, but allowing them to create uh, their own their own way right yeah 
Yeah, I mean, as as much as as you know, whatever whatever business or profession you're in, there's a certain way of doing things. Everyone has their own way of of doing that end goal, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, you know, I my my leadership style is, is I'm not. I had a micromanager when I got first got hired, and I hated it. This mm-hmm. is the way you do, it. and and he was looking over your shoulder at everything you did. I hated it. Then I had an officer who was like, "Hey, I don't care how you do it. Do it safely. Get the job done." Perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, we all pull hose, right? So I might pull hose a little different than you pull hose, but when I pull holes, we all know how to put water on a fire. We've got the basics down. If you pull it one and he pulls it another, I don't care. Get the hose pulled, get it on, get water on the fire. You know, I'm not going to sit there and, and dictate how you pull that hose and go step by step. You've got the basic idea. If your way is good, you're proficient at it, you train at it and you can get the job done. Perfect. So I kind of let my guys have that leeway to kind of, as long as we're on the same page with stuff, kind of, that's how, in my opinion, that's kind of how they flourish is they kind of get their own little twists and turns and getting the job done. Yeah. You know, I I go through that. I don't say I go through that a lot. I hate to say it like that, but you know, I, I know what you're saying. And I think as a supervisor, it's very, it's a very good feeling when you go on a certain, you know, you go to operate and, you know, before you're even giving direction, your guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's like, exactly. you know, you could, you could, you know, and again, we're in the fire department. So I can't, that's kind of our wheelhouse for examples, but you know, my favorite thing is, and, and I've seen this a few times because the guys that I work with are, they're just, they're just second to none. They, they, they really are. They, um, they make my job pretty easy and uh, you know, it's an honor to work with these guys, but you know, there's been a few calls where I'm like thinking to myself, Hey, I, you know, X, Y, Z needs to get done. I go to turn around and they're already doing it. They're ahead of yep. me. And then there's been a few times where they're correcting me. They're like, you know, no. Yep, you're right. You got it. Or, you know, there's a lot um, where they're jumping into action. And it's because they know their jobs. You know, I, exactly. I think I think some of the work came from us getting on the same page. But 99% of it is them being good at their jobs. 99% exactly. of it. 99% of it is their hard work, their dedication, and being true professionals. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, as long as they can handle it, it's just, hey, guys, this is what we need to get done. Let it, let it ride. Let them do it. You know, yeah. let, it, let them go. So get out of their way. I think it's the best way to say it. And uh, let, let them do their thing. So that kind of, I mean, it's, it's, we're saying the same thing, you know, especially with you, what you're, you know, the example that you gave. You know, just, hey, man, this is what I need done. Let them do it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, yeah, they're going to get the job done, right? I've, I've got that trust in them and I've got that faith in them and, and we've worked long enough together and we've communicated enough. They know my expectations and I understand their, what they excel at and what their limits are and all that stuff. And so, like you said, it's where you get to that point where boom, it just gets done and they're, they're doing it without even being asked, you know? Yep. And, uh, and, and the, the thing I realize is that the harder that you work for them, the harder they're going to work for you. You know, it's sure. definitely way straight, hundred and ten percent. Sure, and you know, you have to also understand, or you have to, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to be able to. You also have to be able to admit your mistakes and, and move forward. And I think you know, the the people that you work with, they're going to make mistakes, right? And how you come, how you go about it when they make those mistakes, is pretty big because, like, you know, people could just genuinely mess up, and, and if you're yeah. going to go out there and you're going to crush them and degrade them it comes back to how you treat people, right? We talked about that a little while ago. 
it comes all comes down to how you treat them. If I absolutely destroy you and you just flat out screwed up, you know, you're not going to get anywhere with these people. But if you if someone messes up, and I'm not saying like go out and kill somebody and it'll be okay. I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah. But what what I'm saying is if you're it's what I've learned was instead of getting mad with things, I mean, unless it's like a grossly I told you don't do this, you go and do it anyway, kind of thing. But if uh -huh. I what I've I've had a lot of it, a lot of success with coming in saying, hey, dude, what what happened? Tell me what happened here. Like, uh, what's going on, man? You know, like, however you want to say that. But what I've always learned is if I, what I've come to find out is going in and just asking questions, getting their point of view, asking them what happened, and then just listening. Because far too often have I reacted to things without being proactive to get uh, – to, I, I didn't have, do my due diligence to get – all the context and you uh -huh. gotta have you gotta have context when you go into these things because at face value it may you know it's, it's not it may not be what it looks like yeah exactly no and, and i totally agree it's like you know as at, you know when when you when you were a firefighter and when i was a firefighter what did you react better to if you messed up getting yelled at or hey man look i'm sorry i did this my bad you know and i'm the same way it's like let's talk about it let's we did wrong let's learn from it and we're good to go. If you do it again, then we'll start having a conversation. You know, once or twice it happens. But if it's a if it's a pattern and it's repetitive, well, then we're going to have more of a serious talk. And sure. you know, I told my, I told my guys too that in in the heat of the moment, yeah, I might snap at you if something's not being done. My if if what I expect to be done isn't being done, or if you know if I tell you to do something and and it's not being followed through with or whatever, yeah, I'll probably snap at you in the heat of the moment. But afterwards, we'll sit down, we'll talk about it. Yeah, you know, I, and I think, see, I can see both sides of that. And, and this might sound bad, but, like, I know I've struggled with not snapping at people and not having that, uh, you know, stressed out moment. Um, and and I, I really know that I have struggled with that, and I know that I'm working on it. But, yeah. like, as the leader, though, I feel like you have to be calm, cool, and collected. And, I don't, again, I, I might be shooting myself in the foot here. I might be learning a new lesson. I don't know. But like I've been, I don't have people snap at me disrespectfully, but I've seen people snap and people have snapped a little bit at me. And instead of like yelling back at them or flexing back or whatever, I mean, obviously you have to, you know, there's a time, you got to read the room, right? Time and a place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think, you know, there's, I've had a lot where people kind of get a little snippy. We'll just say snippy, a little mouthy. And then afterwards you go back, you know, hey dude, what was, it, what was going on with this? And what I've learned over time was, Sometimes you know, the moment's going to be there, but you as the leader have to decipher how to how to handle that moment, right? Could yeah. you scream back and yell at them, or you could just chill? Let's get this figured out, move forward. <clears throat> you're not losing anything. You're not backing down. You're not cowering down. You're not, you know, submitting. You're keeping it moving. You're you're seeing the big picture. And, and I yeah. think, you know, I think there's a big difference between the heat of the moment. And then there's a big difference between the heat of the moment and a big difference in um, just negligence. I, I think, yeah. you know what I mean? What do you think? No, I totally, I totally hear you. And again, it's not like I'm saying I'm the guy that loses his cool and starts screaming. Everybody no, no, no. I didn't take it that way either. I didn't take yeah, it yeah. that way either. But, but it is our moments where it's like, Hey, it, you know, if it's something basic that we've worked on and trained on and practiced on and you understand my expectations and vice versa, and it's, it's getting screwed up when I need one right now. Cause 
you know, like I said, you know, our, our background is the fire service. And, and uh, so I don't, it, in business world, I don't know how, you know, how much this relates, but when, if I give an order on the fire ground, I need it done now. Like there's no time to sit there and, and sure. mess around and, and, you know, handle you with, with mittens and whatnot. We need it done now. There's a reason why I need it now, especially, you know, at the heat of the moment when things are, you know, first arriving or, or whatever. Um, so, yeah. So if, if, if it happens and, and something's not going right and this is something that I know that you can do, I know you're proficient at, I, I'm giving you this task for a reason and it's for whatever reason, not getting done or it's messed up, whatever. I'll probably say something. What, am I going to scream at you? Probably not. Am I going to snip at you real quick? Maybe, you know, whatever. But the, my guys know that, hey, afterwards, sit down and we're going to talk it out. I'm not going to yell at you and then just walk away and leave it at that. It's, that's, we're going to have a conversation once, once things have cooled off, once the job is done, once the fire's out, cleaning stuff up. Okay, what happened? Well, you know, I did this, this, and this. All right, no worries, man. Hey, I'm sorry I yelled at you. It happened. Let's, let's move on kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the right people that handle things the right way and are the dependable, the, the dependable ones, I think they're going to handle it the right way. I think they're going to understand that, you know, Hey, this is situational. Hey, let's talk mm -hmm. about it. And the cooler heads prevail thing happens. I think there are people that are a little, can be a little hotheaded at times, yeah. but I think, I think once they kind of like, I don't want to say get their brain back, but like once things kind of cool down a little bit or afterwards, they'll, they'll kind of, uh, you know, they come around and they do oh, yeah. and, and they'll be approachable, you know? So yeah, I think, but I, well, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, yeah, I, I just, I think it's a matter of that, um, you know, ahead of time, having the rapport, having the trust, having the chemistry. I, I think, you know, I think that's um, all ahead of time stuff that when those things come up, they default and fall back to that. Yeah. I mean, one, one of the, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure like I, I had a captain that I worked for and, and, you know, the guy was like, I mean, I look up to him and have the utmost respect for him. And, and, you know, he's like, the, he's basically the guy I've modeled my, my career or my, my you know, being promoted, my captainness after, I guess that's a word captainness, but um, okay. and he was, we call him, we called him, you know, he was cool. The other side of the pillow, man, the guy had ice his veins and uh, i saw him in the most stressful situations just standing around okay we're gonna pull a hose here we're gonna put a ladder there get, i mean he was calm as could be but at he would snap and and you know i think that's part partly human nature too because mm -hmm. like it's like you've had those expectations they need you expect them to, to be met um again he was the guy that like i said cool is the other side of the pillow nothing rattled him but we all get rattled by something and, yeah. and so, yeah, I think, I think that, that that level headedness, that calmness don't add to the chaos of whatever the issue is. You got to you got to be the calm amongst the storm. Mm -hmm. But if it does happen, talk to your guys afterwards, you know, and get out. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing, too, is this quiet guys, when they do snap, people are going to listen. You oh, know, yeah, exactly. I think silence, silence can be deafening. And yep. uh, I think. You know, what I've always learned was, you know, when the quiet person talks, you should probably listen. Oh, 110 percent. So but with the negative, you know, with with the snapping or, or whatever reason, with the with the with folks on the negative, it's also you got to focus on the positive, too. Right. Sure. You know, you know, praise your guys when they do good. Um, you know, to, you know, you, you got you got to treat them right when they're doing right and let them know. And, and, you know, if they if they do something wrong, you let them know if they're doing something, you got to let them know. You got to stand up for them. I, I think, you know, there's guy, the guys and girls out there, if they know you're going to stick up for them, no matter what, they'll follow you into anything. And 
I don't know if this is, I don't know how to say this and I'm going to try and explain the best way that I can. But what I've learned is sometimes I've had an execution problem, good intentions. My mm-hmm. execution, my execution has fallen short a lot. But what I think is if they know your best interest is in mind and you really, really care about them, I think as long as you progressively get better with things and don't just say, Oh, huh, messed it up again. Look yeah. at me. No, I think, you know, yeah, you kind of missed the mark this time. The next time you step up and you kill it. Then you yeah, miss the mark exactly. a little bit. You miss the mark a little bit. Now you step up and you kill it. And then you have, you know, some good, you have some, uh, you know, you have a few situations that you step up and you kill it. You're, you knock them out of the park and then you kind of fall short. But I think is consistently, they know that you care, you do the right thing. You're able to make your decisions. And then ultimately, this is the biggest thing. Ultimately, once it's over with, you learn from it, move on, it's over. Don't beat the dead horse. Don't keep dragging it back. Let it go. But understand that people remember everything. So moving oh, yeah. forward, so moving forward, you have to keep that in the back of your mind and be humble and just let it ride, man. But yep. so we're headed, we're right about that 45 minute mark. Um I think it's been a pretty good discussion. This has been uh, as I said before, we shot off the hip. This is Totally unscripted. This is just a couple of guys getting together, just reminiscing in the past. This is a reflection on uh, leadership. This has been a reflection on our experiences. So do you have anybody you want to give a shout out to? Anything you, uh, anything else you want to add? You know, I would, I would like to give a shout out to you. Um, for <laughs> This is my first podcast. So uh, um, thank you for having me. Uh, sure, thank you. I, I, know, I know you're new in the podcast game and, and you're killing it. So I'm glad to see you uh, doing well in this, but uh, and that, that's it, man. No, I appreciate that. And I definitely got to give you the kudos. Um, you know, we talked uh, before the recording where, you know, I wasn't really sure where to go with this. And, you know, a guy that I have no idea who he is reached out to me out of nowhere and said, Hey, you should do your own podcast. I think you do a fantastic job. And, uh, you know, I had some, I had a lot of uh, other reasons. I think I had other reasons where I was heading in the direction but I think for a total stranger, unsolicited, just reach out to me and say, you need to go do this. It was my final affirmation of, yeah, I need to, I need to get it done. So I want to thank you for that. Um, it, 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 uh, it means a lot. And it, it's very humbling um, for a total stranger across the country who's also a fire service guy to just say those things. And, you know, I think the best part about the internet and Instagram is anyone can do it, right? You can get anything exactly. from anyone everywhere. However, you have to wade through, um, you have to wade through, you know, who, who's reputable and who, um, you know, who knows what they're doing. And, and I truly believe that you're one of them. I believe that you're one of those guys out there that's doing a lot of really good things in the fire service and, and the, the, the business communities. And I think you're one of those guys that, uh, you know, I greatly appreciate and value your feedback. So thank you. Um, so you have social media as well. Uh, what's a good place to get a hold of you? So um, I, I am on the socials. Uh, I, I, I do run a page called the silent professional. Um, that's kind of my go-to and I'm not a huge social media guy. Um, it's just cause I'm getting older. I don't know, but I do the silent professional on Instagram. Um, a little backstory is not like I just cold called you and, uh, um, and just said, <laughs> do a podcast. We did, that sounds a little creepy. We did have some conversations, uh, well, but thank okay. you. Thank you for the words. I, I do it that and yes and i do well, hope this is a huge success for you well i do appreciate that thank you and, and i do stand corrected i i appreciate you correcting me it, it came down the road of 
a few conversations. So. <laughs> Very good stuff. Cold Thank cold you. Cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, they know what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Chris, thank you for your time. I greatly appreciate it. So, oh, pleasure, my man. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, guys, just remember, treat each other right. Treat your guys and girls right. Um, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to be humble, but you still have to be competent and confident to make your decisions. Um, sometimes in leadership, unfortunately, you're not one of the guys anymore. And you have to be able to understand that there is going to be a separation. You need to act accordingly and, uh, you know, don't be afraid to get dirty and, 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 you know, go elbows deep in the hard work and the labor. But just remember that you are the leader and that you need to act accordingly or you need to treat it as such and uh, do your job. So, Chris, thanks again. And everyone, thank you for listening to the Tip of the Spear Leadership Podcast. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast, Tip of the Spear Leadership, by leaving us a review on your favorite podcast network. Hit that like button share with your friends, and subscribe. If you feel like you'd like to leave us a review, leave it below. We're going to read them all. A five-star review would be fantastic because that would allow us to get out to more audiences and be seen by more people. So in the meantime, thank you all, and stay tuned for more episodes in the coming weeks. Tip of the Spear Leadership. Be present. Be yourself. Be unstoppable. Thanks, guys.